0: Welcome to the Kindled Podcast. I'm your host, Haley Williams. The heart behind Kindled is to help moms use their gifts for God's glory and their good. We'll chat with real women who are learning how to do this very thing as they navigate motherhood, work, and the grace we need for both. This heart-to-heart is always had over a cup of coffee and usually paired with a business pep talk. We hope you'll find practical advice and the encouragement you need to work well and live more. Okay, so here we are on Kindled again uh, for the second time this week. This is a surprise episode, and I don't ever really do this because normally my problem is that my episodes are too long. But what happened in this case with Holly Mackle, um, in talking about humor and laughing was that we actually just had such a good time that I forgot to ask all of the questions that I wanted to ask. (laughs) And so I begged Holly to come on again and chat with me so I could follow up with a few of the burning questions that I had after listening to our interview. It did not take much
1: begging. (laughs) Let's let's face it. Well,
0: (laughs) yes. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. And, um, Yeah, and it just speaks to your personality that I was just so caught up in. Actually, most of our conversation was about gardening, not about humor. So it's pretty funny. Um, But Holly, I did want to ask you. So we talked a lot uh, in our first interview about humor kind of in the church and with women in general and the history of like where women are kind of coming out of into a a place where they're free to laugh and free to be funny and and be a Christian and be funny. Mm -hmm. But what I think... Um I was left wondering after our conversation was like you I view you as a humor expert. So
1: oh wow that is high praise indeed. I well
0: I think it's your area of expertise for sure. But <laughs> I want to know from your perspective because you've you've talked and thought about this a lot I'm sure. Um how can moms find humor in hard everyday moments?
1: Sure, right. It is there. It is so there. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said to find it, because that implies we have to look for it. And then sort of the day in and day out correction of our kids and planning, you know, the play dates and the dinner prep and, oh, look look here how fancy Nancy puts a napkin in her lap while she eats like that kind of Mm -hmm. instruction day to day. It's just so easy for me, for us, I'm guessing to forget how ridiculous so many of these situations are that we find ourselves in. And often I find that my first response is output, like output, 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 whether that's in correction or not wanting to miss the need for discipline in the moment or say needing to put an end to an argument between the siblings, it just results in output. I wonder, Haley, are you familiar with Mary Flo Ridley from The Birds and the Bees? No, I'm not. She is so fabulous. I would love to connect the two of you, but Mary Flo, who teaches about sex and sexuality mm-hmm. for basically for conservative peoples, for, for believers in Jesus, she has this great thing where she says, anytime you're asked a question about sex from your child, your first response should be to say, what a great question. I'm so glad you asked. And she <laughs> says to do that partly because it buys you some time before you have to answer, but also because it helps you to keep your face from clenching up into some crazy you know, contortion of horror, <laughs> right? I mean, we've all been there. So I totally steal this concept from Mary Flo but I just sort of adapt it to the everyday moments. Mm -hmm. And when I come upon a situation where I can feel the output ready to get out, like it's right there, it's in my throat, the words are on the tip of my tongue, I take a deep breath. It's just a split second. It's not even any words like she suggests having for her situation. Um, But it's this moment of time for my brain to settle and simmer down the need for that immediate output and to decide whether or not immediate output is required and is actually the solution because you know what an awful lot of times what winds up coming out on the out breath is a laugh and it's not a correction or something like that it just is it's a laugh because the situations can be so utterly ridiculous
0: Mm -hmm. I think that makes a lot of sense to me because I I know for sure I agree that my response um Without thinking is is like you're saying output and injecting words or correction or commands. So how do you like cultivate that lightness and knowing when to laugh versus maybe when to take something more seriously? Because of course, like you just said, you know sometimes you're refereeing a sibling fight or a battle or I don't know if you know. If your kids happen to talk back to you ever, but oh. I mean, mine <laughs> oh, never over here. No, okay. I I didn't think they did. I just was.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never.
0: No. I mean, mine don't either. I'm just thinking for the mom <laughs> whose kids do. If that's something we should cover.
1: Yes, I'm sure we we both feel really terrible for her right now. And yeah,
0: I mean that must be really rough.
1: Yeah, that did not happen at all. Thirty minutes ago, to me, right. <laughs> um, you know. I think that this is such a good question because I feel like it mimics the question that I think is begged of our faith all the time. When we talk about the gospel of grace, um, you know, I think of the the response that I've heard from many people, which is essentially, so if you're saying that grace is real, then you can do whatever you want, right? Like you can live however you want. Mm -hmm. And as Paul says in the new Testament, he literally says, may it never be like, may it never be that that's our response that, you know, we can just like willy nilly with it. May it be that grace just propels us into this deeper and greater love for our savior, Jesus. And may that love propel us even further into the heart that's motivated toward obedience to God's word from a good heart place and not from this place of trying to earn it or trying to achieve or a place of guilt or something like that. So to me, your question about how to know when to laugh versus when to take something more seriously is, is so parallel to that to me because when we ask that question and I do it all the time too, I ask myself that very same question. It's almost like it's in anticipation of, of the negative. It's an, in anticipation of this need for constant discipline, like anticipating constant discipline. And where I wind up with that is <coughs> that I wind up in a self feeding monster perspective where I expect them to do bad. They do bad. And then I'm always at the ready with output that's expecting the bad, and then my output isn't laughter or isn't from a lighthearted perspective. So yeah, totally. I want to change my view of them. Like I want to sh- shift my perspective to one that fits these ages and stages way better, like where they are developmentally, and in hopes that that will sort of set our relationship along on a healthier path. Like as I mother them, so. Mine are five and seven. Now they're just a little, little bit older than yours, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's right. They're they're hilarious. Like every day they're hilarious. And it's, it's almost as if they're hilarious because they don't know how to not be hilarious. They just do crazy stuff all the time. And I just so long to have to, the eyes to see it and to have the eyes to respond in a way that respects where they are developmentally. So, you know, this is yeah. like one of those things where this is impossible. Like I can't do this on my own which gets me back to the most important place anyway. It's that place that says, yeah, you're right. You can't do it, but God, but God, right? So, but God and his goodness, his mercy, his kindness, he has what it takes and he will impart that to me because I just don't have it.
0: Yeah, and often we don't have the ability to... Discipline in love and then leave it in the past. Like you're yes. saying, like we, we are, you know, maybe we are approaching discipline rightly and we're patient and we're calm, but uh, there's like a lingering there sometimes for me can be a lingering frustration or right. disappointment in the behavior and like, ugh, why isn't she getting it? Like, why is she yes. still doing the same thing? How many times do I have to tell you? And I'll even say things like that that are just. They're shame creating words, and they're not right. like when I think about how I sin against God. Like, never in Scripture anywhere does He ever say to someone, "How many times do I have to tell you, you yes. dummy?" Like, yes, and you're so right. he has the right to say that to all of us, and He doesn't. And so, if a perfect God doesn't say that to me, then how can me an imperfect mom be saying that to my three year old who oh, I'm right. expecting her to act like an eight year old, and she's just not. I mean. Even though – and I think I struggle because she's particularly mature for her age, and so I forget that she's really only three and a half, and I think she's, like, six. Mm-hmm. But That's hard, and isn't it? My husband will remind That's me. 20. like, she, Right. Like, she's just three. Like, she's yeah. still – you know, there's developmental things, like you're saying, that are just not mm-hmm. there yet. Like, she just forgot, or she doesn't – she really is not trying to intentionally do that. It's, like, it's just a forgetful thing. and Exactly. And, yeah, I don't want to – um you know, mother or parent that way, because uh, also considering the fact that as they get older, like that, that forgetfulness starts to wane. And that can be really damaging to how your kids feel, you know, that you're, you treat them as a parent or your expectations. And I don't want to shape them that way.
1: Yes. I'm, I'm with you, girl. I'm so with you. And you know what? I <clears throat> recently um, got to hear a testimony, just a story of a girl talking about how she was raised and, you know, her parents and all that stuff and she started her story and said i have wonderful parents like i i grew up in a wonderful home and she told wonderful stories and yet still like sin got in and twisted like even the good her parents had done like evil is just everywhere and it is after us and it is pursuing mm-hmm. us but we are pursued harder and faster by the hound of heaven like that's the mm-hmm. truth about us in the gospel and When I mess up against my kids, Lord, may it be that I repent so quickly and that they forget even faster. (laughs) May it always be that way, right? Yes,
0: yes. So would you say that it's fair that God wants us to have a sense of humor? And if so, I mean, did he did he create humor is, can we say, you know, obviously like it's not part of the fall, right? I mean, you can have like humor that is not sinful and being funny and comical. Like, so if that's true, then how do we do that? And is it something we are born with or is it, you have a certain percentage of it in your personality and we all have different senses of humor or is it something that we have to cultivate over our life? Like, what do you think about that? I mean,
1: goodness, like I, I hope, I hope that he loves it. I mean, I hope it just delights his heart and just like everything that's been so corrupted by the fall. I I do believe that humor is something that has been just rudely and grossly corrupted by the fall. But I I mean, I just think he's too creative of a God to not love humor. Right. And also I think he's, he's the God of the unexpected, like, you know, who comes up with the concept of the savior of the world being born as a baby, like as a helpless baby or that he would become this conquering King that dies on a cross, like naked on a cross or, you know, is raised from, from the the dead. Like all this stuff is just so unexpected. It's always the last thing we expect of him. So listen, like all the choir people in the whole world, which I am not, I don't know if you're a singer, but (laughs) I really think I might literally be tone deaf, but all the choir people can imagine all they want that heaven is one big church choir where all we're doing is singing all the live long day. But listen, I am voting for sitting around and cracking each other up because wouldn't that be so unexpected if that's what heaven really looked like was us yes. just like having a grand old time together. Yeah. So I hope that I'll be the kind of mom who remembers that I've got to breathe. Like I've got to inhale, got to give my mind that moment to realize that something is actually funny. And, you know, I, I'm sure you have them. My family certainly has them. Like things in the moment that were not funny and then a couple of days or a week or even years later, you're like, that's pretty funny. And you laugh about it collectively, you know, but in the moment, it didn't feel that funny. Yeah. I, I think what I'm suggesting is that way more of these momming moments, just our day in and day out kind of stuff, way more of that than we realize is actually funny in the moment. We just have to pause and give ourselves a minute to catch up.
0: Yeah, totally. I, I love that. And I think it's words that... Um, that we need to take with us into our days and into the tantrums or into the, you know, the spilled food on the floor or the mm-hmm. times that I come down and see that my three and uh, two year old have shaken an entire container of raisins on uh-huh. the dining room floor. So oh girl. <laughs> it's happened more than <laughs> once. It seems to be their new favorite pastime. So that's always I feel your
1: pain as I recently walked into our dining room. Actually, I put this on our Instagram because I was like, no way this is not happening i walked into our dining room and there was a an aluminum foil red carpet that had been rolled out the length of the dining room there you know it's like 6 dollars worth of aluminum oh foil oh my across.
0: gosh i was like well all right and here we are yes oh my gosh it's so awesome well um i think that that helps me because it it just gives more context to how we can take what you said and the fact that God is, he is a God that appreciates and created humor in fact, and that we can model that by taking that into our days with our children, by being lighthearted and remembering to just take a breath and see the hilarity in life rather than seeing all of the negatives. And I think it's, those are some practical tips that moms can use. So I appreciate you sharing those with us.
1: Well, thanks for letting me. Thanks for asking me back.
0: Yes, of course. Anytime. I'll find another excuse to have a chat with you, you got it. next
1: week. <laughs> gotta
0: Well, there's your little extra tidbit of wisdom and advice from Holly, the curator of the book, Same Here, Sister Friend, which by the way, you can still enter to win. If you're listening to this on a Thursday, we are closing down entries tomorrow on Friday. So go enter, go to Instagram and follow me at Kindled Podcast and Holly at Same Here Sister Friend and enter to win the giveaway for one of two books, Same Here Sister Friend. All right, I'll talk to you on Monday.